off the record, on the rocks. All right, everybody, welcome back to another off the record, on the rocks, with my friend, Michael Doing wonderful, Michael. Doing wonderful. Beautiful summer day. Beautiful summer June day. We have got a lot to get into uh, in the NFT crypto Web3 world. We're going to talk through upcoming events, NFT NYC, ApeFest happening. Uh, there was an Ethereum merge we've got to get to. That's another big topic we've got to cover. But I first want to start with kind of the the lay of the land, the the uh, the bear market, which I know we've talked about in past episodes, crypto's down, markets are down. There's still the macroeconomic situation with the war happening in Ukraine. You've got the civil unrest. We you can't really ignore even the 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 the, the gun challenges here in America. All of that stuff contributing to the, the gas prices going up. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, just the list keeps coming. Right, COVID. I didn't even mention that one. Let me throw that one back in there. <laughs> All that stuff still contributing to this down market, and you know, at the same time. Uh, you're still seeing all these brands push forward and continue going forward. New legislation introduced just this week. We've been talking about this coming. Um, the key key U.S. senators introducing this crypto bill, outlining this the the plans for uh, this is uh, Gillibrand and uh, Loomis mm-hmm. talking about how they're going to you know uh, look at crypto purchases and and you know what that means for uncle sam and and getting their getting their cut of all this um and i know you found an interesting one with the the nft so i'm i'm laying out the agenda here tell me how are things looking from from your side of the coast yeah so you know i think you well you captured a lot of the high points uh, really well the one other one i'd throw in there is inflation just as a general term that's basically affecting everyone's behaviors um and i think that we're at this interesting you know, we're at a point where I, I, it would be strange for us to keep saying that these effects are new. Um, they're ongoing. And now I'm starting to wonder at the macro level how many of these are actually going to end anytime soon. Because as I start playing, you know, into my own head forward, what we're going to be heading towards, you know, we just went through midterm elections. There's new legislation, people trying to make sense of how you categorize all the things that exist in the crypto world. How are kids going to be kept safe? in the metaverse, much less kept safe in their own classrooms. Um, all of a sudden, the dialogues are merging uh, between what I thought was kind of just an isolated technology conversation versus like a social and cultural conversation. They're becoming one. And as we head into a real election cycle, which is going to start happening next year, and for the presidential election, I mean, and then you're going to start to have platforms of candidates where they're going to, if they don't mention safety if they don't mention inflation, if they don't mention the internet and tech crypto and everything, they're not going to even be considered viable candidates. So it's going to start to dominate the conversation. So I wonder, are we going to be here a year from now and Putin's still going to be in Ukraine and we're still going to have inflation and we're still going to have the Fed threatening this? I mean, it could be that we're in like our own like financial, economic, social pandemic now coming out of real pandemic uh. where we just go for a year. We think it's going to be months, but I now I'm wondering, is it going to be years? And so yeah. that's where... I come back around to this notion of, well, there seems to be one thing that everyone agrees that no one really knows how to handle. And that's the NFT and what the NFT represents and what it will become and what it means. And everyone scratched the surface and lumped it in with everything else crypto. Uh, but I think as we're going to explore some of the topics you laid out, um, maybe the NFTs 
as we said, are going to, you know, we talked about this in previous shows, is something's going to pop and rise up as everything else cools off, right? As all the other Ethereum-based cryptocurrencies kind of become casino chips and everyone hates them, as Bitcoin continues to, it's slow slog up and everyone has to be patient, as DeFi just literally disappears from people's voice, um, as the metaverse becomes confusing and narratives of people fighting as to who's going to own it and who's acquiring what companies. Well, the NFT just kind of sitting there over in the corner by itself saying, hey, I'm over here, guys. I'm still here. Yeah. And you I do still so much do stuff. Yeah. I still you do could. this. And guess what else I'm going to let you do? So right. I think that's going to be an interesting. Maybe this is the summer of NFTs. I think the people had it uh, had it wrong on everything else. I, I want to get to that NFT piece, but I think, you know, as we do, kind of going from the the Web 2 world into the Web 3, there's actually two things that, that I think we can talk through. One, uh, PayPal getting into this external transfer of crypto. And one that I also caught during WWDC that I don't think everybody has really, I haven't heard anybody string these together, but we know that Apple, Apple Pay, Apple getting into the payment system, um, and now they've got this buy now, pay later functionality that they're building into the phone. Apple has always for a long time tried to get into the payment space. What, you know, I think we've talked about that. Can you hold crypto in, in your Apple wallet? I should know the answer to this. But if you yes, can, all of a sudden. I don't think you can Apple, yet. Right. But they are now, you know, the, the, by default, the world's largest bank. Right, if they've got a billion people with a phone in their hand, and now all of a sudden they can do buy now, pay later with anything. Imagine they flip that switch, and now they can accept crypto. Now this news about PayPal, you know, again, just kind of gets shoved to the side because the behemoth's coming in with Apple. But <laughs> what's your take on the PayPal side? Um, and then we can go go over yeah. to the guys at Apple. Yeah, the, the PayPal side. One uh, reason I sent that to you is because it partially that it's. You know, when you hear the news, you already know folks have been doing whatever it is for a while, right? It's not like they're announcing that they're just testing it, unless they specifically say there's a beta or something. But PayPal actually goes on in the article to say that they have had this functionality in place for two years and are only now sort of like really, it's really maturing or whatever. Now, A, I don't necessarily believe they've had anything for two years. I think they've been woefully behind. Um, we all know that a lot of those platforms have been really good at, quote, integrating crypto. But then, like you and I would say, well, what? yeah, except that it's a custodial wallet. And they have all these other marketing terms that they use for that about how, oh, well, it's extra secure because we're watching it for you. You know, it's not you don't have to worry about your uh, losing your keys or you don't have to worry about it burning up in a house fire or whatever they say. But it's like, no, no, well, don't worry, guys. We'll keep, keep it for you. And, of course, to the uninitiated, to most normal people, when you hear that, you think, oh, that's so nice. I can't wait to, you know, I use this all day long anyway. I'll just get some crypto for that. So the fact that they're coming out now, which feels almost like, out of out of thin air, almost randomly, like, oh, hey, by the way, everybody, we've been doing this crypto thing for a super long time, and now you can also bring it to your, you know, you can take it to cold storage. I think that that indicates a major trend that the idea of custodial wallets is something that's just not no longer going to be allowed. That you're not really going to be able to come out and be taken seriously 
if you don't have a mechanism to remove that or to even do the transfers because they were saying like oh and you can transfer crypto between these wallets and then when you read that fine print about how much money it's going to cost you to transfer three and a half percent here then there's a four percent here and whatever it's like okay these guys literally haven't done anything new they just replaced the word with america the word american dollars with ethereum you know it's going to be the same fees the same nonsense same whatever so i kind of feel like yeah maybe they're having to take these make these big, big, uh, big moves, these big quotes out in public to make them seem like they're more in lockstep with the, the, the real change makers. And then to your point, Apple, I mean, they already have an Apple credit card. It's only well, a matter of time. I just looked Apple, this was from February, that yeah. Apple, a, an Apple wallet upgrade will enable merchants to accept crypto with the tap of an iPhone. And this was from February of 2022. I'm sure we talked about it. I just forgot about it. Well, it, it's and, will. And then I couple that. It's coming. <laughs> Right. Couple that with what? Sorry. Well, uh, during the WWC announcements this week, they were talking about um, merchants being able, you know, having your iPhone. If I've, I'm the, the shopkeep and I've got my my iPhone, you're going to be able to walk in with your iPhone and just by the near field come close to it and actually make the transaction without any other hardware being necessary. Um, you know, this takes the Stripe and the original little credit card thing that every, every small medium sized merchant had. Um, makes it obsolete. And again, I just I, I just thought about this, but Apple didn't talk about crypto at mm. WWDC. They were talking about these new uh, banking functionalities that are going to be built into iOS 16. Maybe that's the <laughs> that mm. is the will update merchants in mm. in that transaction. Now I'm not just going to be able to send dollars and cents, but I'm going to be able to send ETH and Bitcoin as well. That makes and sense. The, and I will call it. I think I think you called it. I mean, right now, because look, if I can sit next to you and airdrop a photo or a video at the graduation ceremony, why can't I airdrop anything else of value? Right? I mean, how right. if, if the photo is worth is invaluable, well, then some of my crypto and a few extra dollars can also be moved at the same time. Now, what you now now what you just said though gets me thinking about a lot of the moves that um, Dorsey is making with Block, because he he still is. They they still are, it seems like, trying to be the onboarding. You know, like we're going to help facilitate a way to onboard and then to 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 bring your, your money into the crypto world and keep it in their ecosystem. But like you said, if Apple already has an Apple ID, and to have an Apple ID on your device requires effectively you to have a credit card attached to it because you're paying for whatever monthly services from Apple, then they still are able to access anything in real time as it pertains to your bank. And there's like certain limits, but it's basically real time, right? So you don't have to wait three days to do something with Apple. You're right there. But then again, maybe that buy now and pay later is how they're going to obfuscate that three-day ACH like fiat period where they're going to make every transaction look and feel like Lightning Network, even though behind the scenes, they'll basically be holding an escrow and waiting three days, kind of like covering up the, the slough, if you will. Because maybe the, the big challenge is not, hey, let's like redo the entire, you know, traditional payment system. But as long as we can give the perception to the end user and to the shopkeep that that's gone, well, then effectively it is gone. So I feel like they actually can, can, can really, like you said, that six, at 16 update, they could really not even have the true blockchain implemented. They just have a really good business logic flow it basically hides that entire thing from the end user. Kind of the same way that Amazon said that way back when, hey, you're not going to pay for shipping. And you're just going to hit buttons and things are going to come like that day or whatever. And of course, to the consumer, it's like these guys 
are they, they've they're like geniuses. Like they've come in and just made all that other nonsense go away. They make UPS seem like idiots or blah blah blah. But the truth is, they were just eating the cost and figuring out how to make it so the consumer thinks that this is the way the world works and that there's a van, magical van driving around that has my object in it right near my house. Well, if Apple can make you sell me something with us just bumping our phones and not even having to touch our phones. Let's not forget about COVID. We just had them near each other. And then you give me the good, I give you the value. Man, that could actually be, now that you got me going on that, that could be the that could be the big story this year. Is they blow out all those guys. Plaid, yeah. Stripe, Block. I mean, even Block is kind of in the crosshairs. It's That's really interesting. In one, one swoop. They've oh, got man. the power. I think definitely uh, dig a little bit in, keep an eye on what Apple is doing in that payment space. They've they've been tinkering in there for a long time, and with Apple Pay has been around now for a while. Um, mm. You you mentioned something about the Lightning Network and you know making it feel like everything is 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 super fast. I, I don't want to leave out, um, and I don't have all the the granular details, but the uh, Ethereum Ropstein merge, which then moved Ethereum into a proof of stake mechanism mm-hmm. um, that that test went live this week uh, on the Ropstein test network and went off without a hitch, which a lot of the Ethereum maxis now pointing to to say this is huge uh, for Ethereum because this is what moves it towards faster transactions, lower gas fees, more volume of transactions at higher speeds, um, and that that the environmental implications that Ethereum oftentimes gets uh, ripped on, uh, especially when it comes to NFTs. And maybe there's my segue uh, of people minting, you know, on the main net, these, these JPEGs on Ethereum and the, the, the carbon footprint that it, that it causes. So that Ropstein test merge with Ethereum. Um, I don't know that that gives any timeline on when the main net merge would be, but still another one that I think, just the the pace of change. You got the big financial institutions. We're talking PayPal. We're talking Apple, and then simultaneously, you're watching the the actual Web three infrastructure get better, faster, cheaper, uh, more sustainable. Uh, you know, when do those truly come together? And Apple, with the hardware play, might be in the best position to make that happen. Um, I'll use that that NFT mention at least with ETH to shift us back to. NFT summer. Um, I am gearing up for NFT NYC. Uh, maybe we'll see you there, sir. I hope to. But I hope uh, to be there. June June twenty, June twenty through the twenty fourth in New York. This is, I believe, the fourth annual NFT industry event. Um, you've got thousands of speakers. I think fifteen hundred speakers over the four days, and simultaneously timed with uh, Ape Fest happening at Pier 17 uh, down in, in uh, uh, way downtown by the piers there. <laughs> it has to be and, on a dock. It has um, to be near a dock, of course. Yes. Down by, you knew where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> and pretty cool how they executed this. In fact, I, I'll say this is one where it didn't really make news, and that's kind of a good thing in terms of NFT world, which was uh, anybody holding a board ape or a mutant ape was able to go on to uh, go on to apefest.com and claim or verify ownership of their tickets using uh, token 
I think it was tokenverified.xyz. Don't quote me on that. But apefest.com got launched. Yuga Labs tweets out the link, puts it in the Discord. Anybody with their ape shows up and verifies their wallet without actually um, exposing their wallet. Uh, There was no... Uh, you didn't. I don't know if you didn't have to approve a transaction. I actually don't know how it worked, other than it just worked. And I think mm. that's that's where I'll go with that story, which is you hear about all this fud happening in the discords of people getting their apes stolen, and Discord being an awful platform for Web three, and just not working because of all this hacking that's happening and the security around it. And here's a story that every anybody with a bored ape or a mutant got to verify their wallet get access to these tickets to ApeFest, four-day concert happening in New York, tickets show up in your wallet, and it just worked. There was no hacking, nobody lost their apes, everyone got their tickets, or at least you're waiting for your tickets to be distributed. Uh, and as long as everything goes with off, off without a hitch, when you get to New York and being able to show, then pull up that on your phone, and it's also tied to your phone, so there's no secondary sales, uh, you can't transfer ownership out of that wallet. So anybody who verified their 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 ape, got their tickets, shows up at the concert, scans that QR code, it just worked. And I think that's another, you know, we've talked about that too, the overall UI, UX of onboarding people into these worlds. Um, that This is a great example of one that just worked. It, there was no friction. It was easy and it didn't break and nobody got hacked and unlike the other side meant, which I know we've talked about where the gas mm-hmm. wars sent this whole thing into a tailspin. Um, but excited about NFT NYC and just my, my take, my hypothesis there is I was there last year. There was a little tinge of, of brand involvement. It was mostly your true, you know, uh, degenerates showing up, you know, web three natives. Uh, and I mean that lovingly, um, this year, I think you're going to see a lot of the big brands really, you know, flex their muscles. You've seen all everything that we've talked about on on this show of all the big brands uh, getting into the NFT space and starting to understand what this means for their businesses. I think they're going to show up in force in New York for sure. Well, this, so this is the the analog might be this is the year at Burning Man when Starbucks showed up basically and sort of introduced big big business to what up until now had been kind of like a cool kids clubhouse of people on the in only uh do you think that's this is that that watershed moment where there's no turning back yeah i i just think it's already been driven into the mainstream um you know again starbucks actually came out with their nft um i i you know all these major celebrities um you know, that we've talked about again, going on Jimmy Fallon and Paris Hilton and Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. And even if the, you know, the halftime show wasn't what we thought it was going to be, the Super Bowl drove it into the limelight. And yeah, I think these brands are going to show up. Um, I think uh, last year, Anheuser-Busch with Stella Artois had just done the Zed Run initiative. Mm-hmm. And this year, now you're seeing the actual Budweiser brand step into the NFC. The actual Clydesdales. So that... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, like all those little tests that materialized, uh, Adidas with their original mint in partnership with the Board Apes and G Money now getting additional drops. You've got Artifact now from Nike forging the actual shoes. So the utility is now becoming 
real that these now these digital assets here's here's the unlock these digital assets that for the last year year and a half maybe two years for the ogs that have been minting nfts are now starting to materialize in physical form mm-hmm. irl that the digital asset for the valued projects that have a true utility are now manifesting themselves in real life that that nft actually has it either gets me tickets to this concert i'm hoping snoop dogg shows up there's some uh there's some rumors there that that the only performers who would quote be allowed to perform at ape fest oh, wow. would have to own an ape right wow. so that gives that's you madonna cool. that gives you eminem that gives you snoop i mean that that's that's what's happening there um and yeah so yeah i think the big brains are going to show up i think it is that watershed moment and the tying it to the physical world people are ordering their their custom nike shoes now because mm-hmm. if you own one of those artifacts you can now go forge is how they're referring to it you take your nft you show up at the website you burn it quote unquote the mechanics the gamification and then the physical shoes show up people are now understanding oh that's what it does yeah, it oh, can be something in real life. When I go take my collection of digital assets that are the recipe for my wearable, and because I'm a gamer, I know that when I go to a crafting table or I go to however they call it in the in the metaverse or the game environment and I add all of those ingredients, if I am in Minecraft and I add this, this, and this, I get the silver bow. If I am in The Last of Us, I had this, this, and this, and I have a fragmentation grenade. Or if I'm an artifact, I had this, this, and this, and I have a brand new pair of shoes. And in every, in any case, it's still forging or crafting. We're not going to call it anything else. Yeah. You know, and that speaks to why the gaming companies are probably going to be, to go back to previous episodes, going to really, the gamification and the gaming companies know how to bridge this to transition. But let me ask you one question only because I, for full disclosure for all of our listeners, I am not currently an ape holder um so i don't know how the flow goes but how many tickets so in my mind i'm thinking okay well there's ten thousand board apes in some cases some hold more than one some humans hold more than one but there's a concert right. that would suggest the concert could never be larger than the ten thousand people but i'm assuming you maybe get more than one ticket for your ape so you can bring people along is that how they kind of keep it a diverse mm-hmm. audience yeah. Okay. You got a plus one. You got a plus one. You had to suggest it. And then what they did, which there was a little bit of chatter around, is when you logged into the site, the, the Ape Fest is taking place over four days, and they mm. did not disclose who, which musical artist was going to be performing on which night, but you had to pick your preferred night. So you don't get to go all four nights, which was a little – some people saying, well, wait a second. You know, mm. I've got this, <laughs> this $200,000 NFT – uh, that, that's mem- it's supposed to be a membership pass. How come I don't get to show up all four nights? But that's that's what it is. That's how they defined it. And and so you get to rank your, you have to rank which night you want to go to. So some people are gonna maybe get, you know, I don't know, I, I don't know. Some people are gonna some get- people are gonna get Madonna. And some people are gonna get Snoop Dogg. I don't know. So, some people are gonna get a sixty-five year old banged up, you know, artist from the eighties, and be bummed because they missed their like number one hot star the next night. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to how how they manage that. Either that, or they're going to have the same performers all four nights and just make it intimate for everybody. They made it seem like it was a different performer every night. Okay, you go on well, there you go. dot com. It sort of Im- implies that there's going to be a different performer. So yeah, I think there will be uh, some you know some backlash on that. But there, these guys, Yuga Labs, 
th- this has never been done before the way yeah. they are doing it. And, and so you have to give that a lot of credit to, to be taking from this quote membership club and creating this utility out of it in the form of what will likely be a, you know, a high profile headlining concert series in New York during NFT NYC. And it's, you know, they're forging the way of what I think a lot of other communities are going to do. And there are a ton of other communities that are standing up uh, side parties and, you know, doing events and, and uh, just activations around in and around NFT NYC. Um, so there's a bunch of uh, Google docs flying around with people curating all the side yeah. events. So there's hundreds of events happening. Um, it should be a fun time. Yeah. Well, so let me, so to so maybe pull us back around a little bit to things like the security aspect of it, how you said, you know, whenever I hear anyone talk about anything web three and the, the lines are went off without a hitch or were flawless, I always raise one eyebrow and question like, Hmm, that's interesting. How exactly did that work? But as I'm thinking about it, you know, if the board apes in this example controlled every aspect of the ticket distribution, and if you effectively needed to have, you have to have a phone to show, that you have a board ape to even use the tickets at the door. I could see how without a transaction, you know, you could use a phone as that two way verification, two factor, I should say, that you could like get your tickets and then have them send a, a, a message to your phone to like, prove you're holding the phone in your hand. You probably cut down 99.9% of like the social hacking involved, which as you said before, would require some kind of a, you know, in the credit card world, hey, we're gonna do a quick $1 test transaction to make sure it's your credit card. You know, in the digital wallet world, hey, we're going to have you do some little light transaction on our blockchain. Well, no, it's you. It sounds like we're moving ourselves away from that. And again, getting back to that device, which sends us back to the beginning of, well, who yeah. controls the metaverse? Well, the person who has the phone is reading your face and showing the text message and the QR code, which right now we're talking about Apple being in a pretty pull position, pull position position. <laughs> yeah. um, but then you got to think about the other hardware guys and the other people who today are in, in like they're required in so many communities. You have to use them in order to be a part of the community. We talk about discord. We talk about other social channels and Instagrams and all these other things that are not related to Apple that are not related to Yuga labs that are not even related to like any real metaverse, but there are these weird communication mechanisms that are that middle layer that are what are being socially hacked. Whenever you hear about a hack, it's not some genius in his, you know, uh, some amazing Bond villain level hacker who's figured out some way to algorithmically go and steal blah, blah, blah. No, it's just somebody posing as a Yuga Labs dev on Instagram and like yeah. putting a link or a QR the code. Social engineering. People, social engineering, that's the world. Hunting yeah. around for. Um, so the question I have for you, as someone as you go into like this, is NFT New York City. Is it, what's the security and the privacy and like those tracks of conversations? You know, I mean, everyone's talking about how rad the party is going to be and how yeah. exclusive the doc uh, performer and how many yeah. Google Docs of how many. And by definition, <laughs> by the way, Google Docs are public unless you are pretty comprehensive have pretty comprehensive, you know, security. But so there's all these things that are happening. That everyone's like so gung ho about. But as I say, as a casual observer who will likely be in New York and experiencing this for the first time in, in real life, I'm wondering, well, what's the, you know, is, does Yuga Labs create its own Discord-like tool? Do social networks emerge around projects versus being 
at the face at the meta platforms level. You know what I mean? It's a it's a question yeah. for you. Like when you think about that privacy and security, what changes have you made in your behavior online? I've got over two, the last year two comments on this. One one tip I remember people telling me. So this is a very tactical tip when you show up in New York is take your phone, uh, you know, turn off Bluetooth. Make sure that you don't have AirDrop turned on on your phone. So as you're walking around the city, because there's a lot of smart, you know, smart guys walking around there that that have hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollar NFTs tied to their device. So that's that's one tactical tip. On mm. the other side of what you're getting at, of kind of the the businesses that get stood up around Web three, I'm in um, a community. I think I may have talked with you about this one called Crypto Package Goods. Uh, this is Chris Cantino and his wife Jamie Schmidt, uh, who are full. You know, even the fact that I'm saying their names, right? Like these, they have sold a previous uh, consumer packaged goods company, I believe, to Unilever. Don't don't quote me on that. Um, but what they are talking about are the tools necessary to build their community. So, mm. like, they wanted to have uh, a a weekly recap of all of they are in telegram they're specifically using telegram not using discord but it gets really hard to manage you you open up your phone and it's just like a text thread there's 300 400 500 texts you can't understand what's happening and i can't keep up with with the alpha right there's a lot of news that's getting shared in there of what's happening in the community and when the next event is so they actually are 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 working to create the equivalent of a recap newsletter, you know, a weekly newsletter in Web 2 world, what does that look like in Web 3 world? Like a tokenized, gated email recap of the the alpha. And that seems so simple, right? But there is no mechanism to do that today. That tool does not exist um, in, a, in a truly decentralized mechanism. You could go stand up MailChimp and... and you know, send out an email newsletter, but I want it, you know, I want it airdropped to me, for example. I want it sent to me as that recap so that I could remain anonymous if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. That that kind of functionality, I think, gets to your point of there is a huge opportunity right now in this quote-unquote bear market to build those kind of utilities for what the community needs in order to build. And that might be uh, this equivalent of a, I mean, and you've watched this too, where I remember the big social networks, the web two world, and then everybody thinking, Oh no, we'll build our own. And there was all these SaaS companies that stood up where you could build your own private community, your own private social network. And a lot of enterprises installed them. Social chorus was one. I remember Mm -hmm. where it was like your own little private community. Well, What's the equivalent of that in a decentralized world when I don't work for XYZ Corporation? They don't have an enterprise contract with your, you know, with Social Chorus or any other community building tool. Um, how, how can we, as a Web3 decentralized community, have our verified members show up with their wallet and only be able to interact or share video content, right? What's the YouTube of Web3? And that seems like a throwaway statement. But there are mm-hmm. utilities that need to be built uh, inside of that. And I've got one other comment. I'm going to I'm going to completely shift gears there. But there's one thing you just said when you came back around to Apple and the hardware. I don't know how to get here other than to say that everybody was fully expecting there to be a lot of 3D and augmented reality discussion 
all the rumors about the glasses, mm. you know, that had been swirling around Apple and augmented reality. And there was nothing at the keynote, not a word. They did not mention the word augmented reality. There was no topic of AR. And when you just said, who owns the hardware and they, who owns the metaverse and who owns the hardware, boom, they do. Mm-hmm. And they're just a sleeping giant. If we're talking about them sweeping off Stripe and Plaid and the payments mechanism, uh, they're sitting on the metaverse the moment they can turn on all of their 3D and AR capabilities. And those are where the tools need to be built. People who are listening to this right now, if you're thinking about where to go and where to build and how to make money in the metaverse, thinking about where that is going to lead to and the utilities that are going to need to be built in that version of the metaverse, the one that Apple builds around their payment ecosystem, because I do think that they're going to they're going to be able to beat Zuckerberg at the meta game. Yeah, and to put a punctuation mark on that, I mean, I, I fully agree. And the reason I brought it around to the hardware is, you know, like the idea of YouTube, Discord, meta platforms, aka Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, these are all Web 2 services that Web 3 depends on. And so, like you said, who's going to build the, pick one of those things I just mentioned, Web 3 version? Apple, I think,'s greatest trick is while they're a sleeping, they're a giant that appears to be sleeping. They actually are working around the clock and never really sleeping. They're just quiet. And I think the greatest trick we'll see is that Apple to Apple's pulled is their iPhone, the current version of it, is a Web3 hardware device that currently we all are only experiencing through a Web2 lens. They're already wow. prepared for... Yeah. The metaverse. They're your face as a mechanism to open access to hardware mm-hmm. while wearing a COVID mask is wildly revolutionary. You used to think that your fingerprint or your your pulse on an IBM computer back in the day was rad. Like that still solved a very simple Web two problem. Was like the developer is somewhere not in my office and has to be verified. Like now I look at my phone and if I can do everything in the metaverse and payments, well now you can see how well maybe. Apple unexpectedly steps in and says, hey, do you want to install a Web3 discussion forum? Well, we have video chat and share and whatever, whatever, and it's all verified by people's faces at all times. And if that's going to be true... And you could still be your Memoji. You could still be your 3D Memoji and never show your face because they know it's you. And just to throw this around to one thing where I feel like (laughs) for the NFTs, to to bring it around maybe to one last point to, to leave it, um... You know, we used to joke about how NFTs were going to fully replace the real estate industry and contracts, replace the legal industry and legal contracts, because when you have the blockchain, like, why would you need all these lawyers and all these things? I think in a, in a shift of gears here, but in an ironic twist, the article that I saw recently I sent to you, which is, oh, yeah, this is the good. legal team, the lawyers at this one particular company, I don't want to botch the names, I'll just give the, the Cliff Notes version of it, figured out a way because when a hacker or when a, a bad actor steals something, steals crypto, steals an NFT, steals anything, it ends up sitting on an address that is publicly available. It's recognizable that the blockchains are public. So what better way to serve someone a subpoena to do it because you have to usually wait outside their house in real life to okay. show up to ask them their name, which is a human verifying a human, throwing an envelope into their chest and saying, you got served. 
Well, now all you have to do is go to that address and send them an NFT, which in this case was a subpoena, an NFT subpoena, and said, you have been served on the blockchain. You, this wallet address, don't know your name, you're anonymous, but we know this address. So the next person to access this address is the person responsible for this subpoena. I thought that is the interesting <laughs> twist where now you realize, oh, no, 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 we're just at the beginning. I mean, just at the beginning. Yes. And as soon as every Apple game in the Apple video arcade has NFTs that are moving around the, 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 the space, as soon as you actually use your Apple device for a Web3 function, because when I use app, my iPhone for YouTube, for Twitter, I'm, I'm like taking this, this space shuttle of a, of a piece of equipment and like driving my kid to school. I'm just using the most pedestrian use of yeah. this unbelievable supercomputer in our pocket. So yeah, I would I wholeheartedly agree that this is uh, we're just at the beginning. NFT summer is going to kick off, and I hope in New York we learn a few more things uh, for our listeners. But this is going to be a really really big second half of the year. Big I one. can't wait to see you in New York, sir. We'll leave it there. Off the record, see you in New York on the rocks.